So I've called you all here today to talk about video games. That is Jeb. What? Hello. That is Fox. I think he did an intro without telling. This just run with it. Is the downloadable concept podcast? I'm Talon. Hi, how are you? How are you all doing? Surprised. <laughs> I I wasn't actually planning to like roll this that is, into an intro, but this is just in podcast as rest. <laughs> <laughs> I in in multimedia. Yeah, I, I love that. There's an argument cropping up amongst um, linguists about if in media res and in media ray are the same thing. What the shit? <laughs> hey, for real, how are you uh, supposed to so say So the it? original, the, like, the earliest, earliest version of it, like, you know, if you go back to Latin, would be in media res. But the term in French is in media ray, and that's where it got coined when referring to storytelling. And then you have this generation of people who learned the term from it being written Oh, I see. So the French got it wrong. <laughs> and you have this generation of people who learned it from it being written down, and they looked at it and went, well, in media res, that makes sense to me. And now, because of the evolution of language, in media res is often used to refer to things that might not strictly qualify by a classical definition of in media res, and there are linguists sitting around saying, maybe they're different ideas that have gotten accidentally identical names, but also not. You, no. you, real, you realize what you just described, right? <laughs> Bubsy? That's a meme. <laughs> yes. Well, we we know our memes around here. What so- could possibly go wrong? Oh, just, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just, just letting that one yeah. sit, you know? Yep, 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 yep. Just, just letting that one rest on the doorstep. Nice and quiet. <laughs> Sigh. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, friends. How you doing? I love you both. Hello. I think we already did this part. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so. You're really trying to find a segue. Not really. I, 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 I just want to make sure I'm being nice and supportive and kind. Listen, listen, <laughs> listener, this is what happens when we don't have our, have our, have our, our pregame warm-up. When we, when we, when we shitpost <laughs> to ourselves for 15, 20 minutes before we start recording. Sub. We, That's what happens when we do have our Sometimes warm-up. 45 minutes to an hour and a half of shit posting. <laughs> well, that depends on whether or not something in games has made us really angry. Oh, yeah, yeah, the angry dome, which we normally, you know, do not include in the podcast because it's not helpful. So It's fun, though. I have a tiny bit of, uh, of news, of, like, gaming news. Um, <gasps> Actual news? Well, I mean, you know, you'd know it yourself if you followed the people in question, but... Do you remember our discussion of Nuclear Throne? That, that's a video game. Yeah, where you, Jeb, said that Nuclear Throne, despite being good and done, was still getting content updates. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Vlambeer just announced this past week that they are putting out one final update for uh, Nuclear Throne, which is content ah. update 99. They're stopping at 99. I know. <laughs> Is that version 1.0? Like, is it technically in no, no, no. They released the it. No, no, no. Uh, sorry, there technically weren't updates to the content until uh, Nuclear Throne was released, which meant that this is the 99th thing they've added to the game since they said, "Hey, we're done." <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fine. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in Nuclear Throne. There's a lot of stuff, and it's all pretty cool. 
Yeah. And and the nature of Nuclear Throne is such that you'll be that, that playing the game because I've been doing that a lot lately. Uh, I, I played the game for a whole bunch of time, just thinking, okay, I know how this game works broadly speaking, and then randomly I did one thing unexpected. Uh, I ate a gun that I wasn't supposed to. That was like a special gun, and it's like, hey, cool, you just unlocked a new skin, and I'm like, there are skins, and a whole section of the interface opens up. <laughs> Hello! How you doing? Welcome to the Collectathon! Why, there are an awful lot of empty slots here, aren't there? Oh, wouldn't you like to fill up a few of these? <laughs> you know how to get one of these for one character. Good luck! <laughs> so wait, this is a game where you yes. can eat guns. Uh, one of th- As God intended. One of the characters, Robot, and it- has the special ability, eats guns. Same. And you didn't just go through and eat at least one of every type of gun? I don't understand your game. There are lots and lots of guns, and you don't see all of them every game. You, well, you, that's replay value, isn't I it? I don't think you're fully grasping what Fox is asking here. <laughs> no, I, uh... I, I... It's new gun. <laughs> well, that, that's what happened in this case, is that it's apparently a super rare gun with a special name and a special animation when you shoot it, and I picked it up and went, I'm low on health, and this is an energy weapon, and I don't like energy weapons. Humph! And as a result, it was like, hey, you got a cool new skin, and now your robot can be blue. And you were like, no, I didn't want energy no, weapon no. damage. I was like, oh my goodness, there's skins in this game. <laughs> you just discovered this. If- Congratulations, you've, you've unlocked the rest of the content. I, I also finally caved and watched a full run of the game to try and work out what I was doing wrong as I got you know about two-thirds of the way through consistently. <laughs> and then I found out what happens after what I thought was the end of the game. And look, if you want a game where you could just keep rolling, just, just boot it up, give it a go, and just play, there is so much of the nuclear throne. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's the it's the dizzying scope of a uh, of one of those the devs thoughts of thought of everything roguelike games in the genre of a run and gun not twin stick but a run and gun shooter and it is so big it's, and it cares so much about being good. It's very much like Spelunky in that regard. Yeah. Speaking of which, Spelunky two got announced. Yeah. So. Goodbye, everyone's free time. (laughs) (laughs) Bonus, Spelunky, we have now learned, is a dad. Yes. Which I guess retroactively makes... Spelunky is a person? (laughs) Probably. Spelunky, Spelunky, I think, is the name of the default character skin. No, you're thinking of Spelunky's monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. As as Jeb's hand moves over to a little chart, and they and they just make a another line next to my name, just, a, just an abacus. <laughs> but yeah, can't steal that. But that belongs. That bit's empty. Belongs to MDG Goldfish. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nonetheless, yeah. The uh, the, the 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 announcement of Spelunky two, uh, which appears to be more better Spelunky. Just more. It's what you want. More. Yeah. And that's super cool. Also, Blizzard oh, yeah. did announcements today, and nah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your vanilla server. Where's my Cataclysm <laughs> server? To be fair, to be fair, there were a lot of people 
asking for vanilla WoW server. Yeah, the the trick I don't know why. The trick of it all is that yeah. WoW's population hovers somewhere between eleven and fourteen million. So if point one percent of the player base follow along on one idea, mm-hmm. that's still a hundred and forty thousand people. Which is what most games would consider our entire player base. I'm just I'm, now I'm I'm hoping for a relaunch of Final Fantasy XIV 1.0. Yeah, since we're since we're apparently coming back into the age of <laughs> of um, playing our favorite since MMOs. We're turning games back to when they sucked. <laughs> yeah, we're going back to when they were bad. I think uh, Jeb. To be fair with WoW, we didn't know it was bad at the time. Yeah, and and, and a lot of and a lot of the evolution. <laughs> It's true, we didn't have a lot of A lot of the evolution that, wow, like, wow, like, Blizzard as a company have always been excellent, not at content or at co- systems, but at polish. And the thing that WoW did mm-hmm. was WoW took EverQuest and gave it an interface and a setting that was really <laughs> polished. I, I know that sounds like I'm being, like, really insulting to WoW, but I'm, I'm not. I genuinely think that this no, is a... you're being insulting to EverQuest. <laughs> I don't... No, Yes, that's very true. I don't know if you could call WoW setting polished. Compared to EverQuest. Uh, yeah. I, was just... it's, I mean... <laughs> Here are our 14 planes of our 240 <laughs> guards and every one of them's a raid boss. So it's just D&D. <laughs> if, if we're going to compare WoW to things you do with minerals, it's... Like, it's more sedimentary than anything. <laughs> Filtered. It's just layers, and it's gradually built up into something that's solid and interesting, but not designed. <laughs> it's kind of shale, what it is. <laughs> the, the, the point is that World of Warcraft was an evolution in interface and user experience, and it still was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I played during vanilla, I remember. <laughs> You know what I remember? I remember weapon skills. Yeah! I remember, oh, mm, I'd like to learn I... how to use a staff now. I better go smack this bear around for an hour and a half. Do, do you remember swing timers? Both both monster swing timers and your swing timers. No, I did not. Man, weapon skills, weapon skills were around for way too long. We very, very, very much did not play vanilla. But I still remember... Punching people enough to earn the fucking achievement mm-hmm. for maxing out my unarmed skill because I was like, "Well, it's there. <laughs> there's, there's a prize for punching things. I guess I gotta go punch." And that's things. a very fox thing. No, um, very fox so thing. so here's a here's a mechanic from the dark lore of World of Warcraft that may have uh, slipped memories for people. For the current, no, no, oh no, <laughs> the current structure of how an MMO power works is you press a button and your character does a thing. The way it uh-huh. used to work for warriors, and mostly just warriors, was that the warrior had a series of power that did a thing on your next attack. So your character had a consistent swing speed. You'd walk up to something and they just sit there going swing, 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 swing. And you would be pressing, okay, right. heroic blow. Now my next attack will be a heroic blow. But that meant that if you press two of the buttons at once, so heroic blow or cleave, it would say, okay, heroic blow? No, the next one's going to be a cleave instead, which meant that you had to always be weaving your inputs between these swings. And when you changed mm-hmm. weapons, your swings changed as well. <laughs> and also that you stood there like a fucking <laughs> idiot between attacks. 
Oh, you like two-handed weapons? Well, I hope you also like standing in front of a monster going, Well, guess I better <laughs> let you hit me. It's not like I got a sword or anything. <laughs> Fucking, ugh. Oh. At least City of Heroes had the good grace to say, Okay, there is a, a huge time chunk you will need to execute this attack. But at least we're going to animate you like fucking backflipping off something's face or whatever. C- City of Heroes had a attack in it that was renowned for its long animation that was three and a half seconds. And that okay. doesn't sound like a lot to, like, as a stated number. But sit down at, at your computer at some point, press a button, then count <laughs> no. for three and a half seconds before you could press another it's- button. In in game time, all the time. This is like the main thing you learn if you do any kind of like film (laughs) or media course. A second is just all the time in the goddamn. And if you're Satoshi Khan, it's twice that. (laughs) Look, some of us can do a lot with little. Ahem. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean, at least if you have a three and a half second attack in City, it's not. I I do a really quick little jab with your guts, and then stand there (laughs) looking at it, going. Yes, I did that I well. Did that. <laughs> you're writing That's a letter me. about it, putting it in your journal. Like, <laughs> like you're admiring a shit. Bujo for punches. Yes, I did that. <laughs> anyway, so that's some gamer news for you, friends and fans. Gamer news. Hooray. We talked about a thing. <laughs> also, they're what is it? They're releasing Rise oh. of the Sandalari. Which is not to be confused with last time yes. they released Rise of the Zandalari. Okay, no. Specifically, the new expansion, the Battle for Azeroth, because they've never had a Battle for Azeroth, uh, is set on the island chains of Zandalar, Kultiras, and Azshurah. We've been to Azshurah before, we've been to Zandalar twice, and Kultiras is technically kind of new. We're also going to get... You don't understand, Talon. They introduced time travel, so it's all new now. <laughs> Time travel is the best. Time travel gives you so many writing opportunities. <laughs> and and you can reveal all the secrets that built up into your lore until this point. Nobody will ever have to imagine or answer anything for themselves because they'll have the answers you wrote right there. Foxes. Fox has bitterness. I fucking hate time travel is all I'm saying. So about planar chaos in Magic the Gathering... That's next that should year. be a license. <laughs> you should you should have to pass a goddamn test before you're allowed to put time travel into well, your I mean, setting. Ne- next year we get Dominaria, which is going to be fascinating because we're going to get to see what happens when Mark Rosewater tries to write a uh, uh, d- tries to design Dominaria <laughs> in a way that screams to the user base, "Please stop asking me about planar chaos." <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I just I want to see Urza's crypt, and we're done. I'm, I'm just I'm just really, really looking forward to how many different ways people can find to be upset about the Dominaria set. Oh, yeah, and the worst... I know, I'm personally <laughs> expecting at least three. The, the, thing that I'm, the thing that I'm really loving about the, the upcoming I Dominaria know. set is Wizards have gotten really good at making magic. Like, really, really good. Even the sets that don't do so well are still really fun. Like, I drafted Theros, and I drafted uh, Born of the Gods, and people talk about them, them as if they are literally made of plague juice. And they're fun! I Which like them! It's because they are. Well, yeah, possibly. I don't know. <laughs> plague juice a black card possibly. from that era? But they've gotten so good at making a magic set that I'm going to look at Dominaria, and 
as a like historical thing, I'm probably going to kind of probably going to compare this to things I've had direct dealings with as well, like Onslaught Legion's Scourge Draft, and that was also set on Dominaria mm-hmm. and Time Spiral, and that was set on Dominaria, and I'm going to look at whatever comes out next year and be like, wow, this is better than everything, and we're still so mad at it. <laughs> I will find a lot of ways to be upset at Dominaria. Totally reasonable. You don't even understand. <laughs> you don't understand. Ta- like, in order to meet all of my qualifications, they have to go to they have to go to Keld. They have to they have to go to they have to go to uh, Jamura. They 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 have to go to Sheev. One of the cards. Dominaria. One of the cards that they release in this set has to have a scratch off panel, and under that scratch off panel, there's a QR code that loads. There's another scratch the new up battle. version of uh, Chandelier onto your phone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's reasonable. Yeah, it actually has to come with a copy of Chandelier. Uh, be- instead, we're getting Magic the Gathering Arena, mm. which is mm. a Hearthstone coat of paint on it. Have you seen the way that, they, that they're they portraying or representing the cards of Magic the Gathering mm. in, in, in Arena? Mm. Uh, when, when, first of all, they're square. Um, yeah. They're, they're square. Uh, and interesting choice. Yeah, uh, you know how one of the mechanics of Magic the Gathering is very well known for is uh, turning cards sideways? It, oh, you yeah. Know, you know what they had trouble with? Uh, figuring out a way to represent <laughs> with square cards. Would you like to know what their solution is currently? Oh, do did, did they flag it with the tab symbol? Yes. And Yes And they tilt them ten degrees clockwise. <laughs> I laughed so hard my tablet fell over. I yeah, I I, I uh I have no problem whatsoever with the people who enjoy it and if it winds up being like a really nice streamlined programming effort, great. But yeah, I'm gonna play the shit out of it. <laughs> what? Like if it's if it's a version of Mitgo that'll run on a phone. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> I I have no idea how much money I would personally waste if every single time I got on the, on a forty minute bus trip there was a button on my phone that said "spend twelve bucks and draft." <laughs> Do it. Do- do a draft the latest set. Oh, yeah, okay. like I probably um. <laughs> would spend a lot of money on that. Like worryingly, <laughs> with all that exciting gamer news out of the way. Yeah, has anyone been playing some video games? I will understand well, if we can't playing, talk about you're, it. You're playing. You're playing uh, Nuclear Throne, right? That's a video game. Well, I I've been like I wrote about. I've been playing Nuclear Throne pretty much constantly for about a month and a half now. I, I wrote about Nuclear Throne um, last because you month, you. Yeah. When you start playing Nuclear Throne, you don't stop playing Nuclear Throne. Yeah, it, it's... You only take moments away from playing Nuclear Throne. It's a very Moorish game. <laughs> it's really good. And I I know I've mentioned this before with some games, that the snap quit of frustration... Like, some games make snap quitting really frustrating. Like, oh, I'm, I'm mad at this game. Alt F4, out. Nuclear mm-hmm. Throne does that instantly and what's more reloading nuclear throne when you're like oh i was being unreasonable i'll go back and give it another shot it loads <laughs> so fast it is such a well optimized game today i learned the yeah same yeah thing and, and by the way uh this particular thing uh hotline miami great snap quit super hot takes 12 seconds to snap quit 
mm-hmm. which shouldn't bug me, but sure as shit did. This is, uh, I mean, I guess I understand that this is the equivalent of me just closing yeah. the 3DS. But I've never, I, I don't think I've ever just angrily closed a PC yeah. game like that. I, rage quitting is a thing. Yeah, and, and I know I do it, and that's why I try to avoid interacting with people online when I'm doing games. Uh, another thing I've been playing... Tell it how, how are you doing? Fuck off! <laughs> a, a, a friend of mine has noted that there's a that I have um, I have a lot of coping mechanisms to avoid expressing my anger, obviously, and she's referred to a five fines situation. It's like, what's wrong? I'm fine. It's fine. It's fine. fine. Don't worry. It's fine. Fine. <laughs> like, okay, it's five. That's a problem. <laughs> uh, but also, I got Doom installed. Nice. Yes. Doom. Doom. The 2016 reboot of Doom. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, you know, I'm cogitating some thoughts on that one. It is, like, it. it is everything people said it would be. Mm-hmm. And there's the the only problem is it's also being filtered through me, someone who has been playing 1994's Doom since 1994, more or less. <laughs> so there's a lot of different context for me, but still, yeah, it, it's I I can I think it says a lot about me as a person that I could get impatient at Doom's cutscenes. <laughs> They're like a second and a half long. <laughs> I was going to ask if Doom had cutscenes. <laughs> Very short. Mm. Usually a, pre- a preface to murder. Yeah, yeah. There's even a point where you're going through a elevator, which is quite clearly a loading screen. Like it's it's doing the the Metroid trick of loading the very the very big level while the elevator is moving. And there's an audio log happening there. And I timed it. It's it's nine seconds. And I remember that I was sitting there at the end of that elevator, wrapping my knuckles on my desk, going, "Come on, come on." <laughs> Well, what did we learn from our film and movie <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> All right, what about you, Fox? Are you been playing any video games, or are they sinful? Ah, <laughs> uh, back on my brother, <laughs> <up>, bullshit. <laughs> oh, that's not the only thing you've played on the Switch, is it? That's not the only okay. thing you've played on the Switch, is it? Uh, I think I talked about the other things last week. Well, specifically that there's now an easy mode for Wonder Girl. Yeah, I think I brought it up, didn't I? Yeah, we hey, talked cool. about it. All right. Yep. Sweet. You know, apparently this, uh, we've actually recorded since then, Talon, would you believe? <laughs> Did you know that they're coming out with Hyrule Warriors on the Switch? Are they? Ah. Brilliant. Okay. There really is no reason for me to own a Wii U anymore. <laughs> <laughs> now, Damn, if, I could, if I could just sell my Wii U and buy a Switch. <laughs> <laughs> I have, um, actually, there is another game I've been playing. I've been looking at the release announcement for uh, Fire Emblem Warriors and going, eh, 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 and then reading the cast list on the wiki and going, nah, though. <laughs> um, two of my friends who are, um, well, they're, they're a pair of extremely thirsty lesbians, uh, got Fire Emblem Warriors, apparently, and... Or, or a demo? I don't know if it's out yet, but they're, but they're both... It's out. It's out. Okay, they're both talking about it mostly in terms of such and such is so hot, and this thing they do is so hot. I have no idea if the game is I any good at all. nothing good I, about it. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard that it it's like, possibly, like, the second worst uh, Koei Tecmo um, Musou game. Wow. Yikes. 
I mean, for me, it's just like it's about fifty percent Fates characters, and Fates is the worst Fire Emblem. <laughs> I I just don't care about any of those people very much. There's, there's like one of them I kind of like, but everyone else is just like, oh goody, it, it's you again. <laughs> I, I, Fantastic. I, I, I have seen it mentioned that um, when you level up in Fire Emblem Warriors, it interrupts your gameplay to do the whole Fire Emblem level up scene <laughs> in the Musou game. Well, that'd be funny the first time. <laughs> I why would, uh, I don't get why it would need to stop. Like you could just pop that up in a side panel kind no, of thing and have the game keep going. You have to have the scene. Fire it wouldn't be fire emblem otherwise. But you don't get the scene when you. Uh, you were talking about class changes. No, they, those get a little cutscene. Like they do a little pose from their victory and says leveled up. Nah, because I remember that happening That's, in Castle nah. Thingamabob. No, it's just it pops up their portrait and then it shows you which stats leveled up. That's a normal level in Fire Emblem. <laughs> In other news, yeah. uh, Warriors-related games, uh, there's a new Dynasty Warriors on the horizon, and there is a contentious change in one of the costumes. I mean, there's contentious change in all the costumes because things get changed, and the Dynasty Warriors fan base <laughs> are... Dynasty Warriors costumes. Odd. What are you going to fucking do? <laughs> well, in this case specifically, are either of you familiar with the character Liu Shan? I'm almost certainly pronouncing that wrong. No. Liu Shan? Uh, L-I-U-S-H-A-N. Oh. Oh, yeah. Liu Chan. Okay. Yep. Yep. I could tell you stories about Liu Chan. <sighs> yeah. Well, the bench era is over. In the upcoming game, he gets a sword. He doesn't have his bench. He, he doesn't, this a he doesn't, know, how, thing, he doesn't know how to use it, right? He is staggeringly incompetent. <laughs> That's that's the whole that's the well, character's whole get like the the, the that, that's the whole thing about that character is he's staggeringly incompetent. <laughs> in in Romance of the Three Kingdoms eight, um officers had stats from one to a hundred and Liu Shan's were ten. <laughs> wow. All of them. <laughs> um this is this is this is the this is the child this is the this is the child that that um I'm not going to tell this story because it is kind of cruel to a baby. So, <laughs> right? Yep. Okay. I, I know the story. In fact, and if you're interested at all in seeing bits of this story, go check out the movie Red Wall, where they leave this chunk of the story out because it's creepy. Anyway, Red Cliff. <laughs> red Cliff. Red Wall's a different thing. Also, yes, you're Red. Very hot, hot again. again. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, Red Red Cliff, which is a great movie and cuts well, this scene red, out. So I don't red, know why I brought it red up. Red Wall is another. <laughs> commonly accepted name for those particular cliffs. Oh, nice. But the movie he's talking about is definitely Red ah. Cliff. Yeah. We we uh, we were at one point randomly walking by a, a movie theater after having had a nice meal out, and we bumped into some friends, and we looked up at the movie theater, and there was this movie called Red Cliff. And we were like, that looks interesting. Let's check that out. And so we sat down and we watched a three-hour movie about one section of the Battle for the Three... For, uh, of the... Sorry, the... the um, Romance, the Romance of the Three Kingdoms. And it fucking owned... <laughs> That's because the apparently the, it was cut down from like a five-hour original. The, the, yeah, well, the, the the battle the battle of Red Cliff was or Red Wall or as I as I prefer to call it the Battle of Chibi um, <laughs> was one of the longest sections of the the collected stories. It was maybe mm -hmm. the biggest battle, like the most significant battle in the in the Romance of the Three Kingdoms, and it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, the movie is definitely awesome. Here's the thing about the movie. It's John Woo. Even better. So yeah. instead of instead of it, instead wow. of resembling the the Romans Three Kingdoms games, it resembles a Dynasty Warriors game. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a reason the action sequences in Red Cliff are so good. It's because they're being done by a guy who's pretty good with an action scene. Yeah. <laughs> I have to watch this anyway. Uh, Lushan was wielding a bench mm-hmm. um, for several games now, and in the most recent Dynasty Warriors, they're going to give him a sword. Well, I don't know why you would water down your brand like that, but whatever. I don't know why anybody anyway. would use Lu Shen. I mean, but the odds of him knowing how to use a sword just bewilder me. Like, I am, I am not kidding. Like, this man was I don't ele- doubt you. Was electrifyingly incompetent. <laughs> so, Jeb, Wait, have his, you all been his, playing his any video fa- games? His father, his father, Liu Bei, uh, his 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 father. Literally told, yeah, literally told Kong Ming that I can't die, or else he takes over the the, the kingdom. <laughs> oh, that is a dad burn. Liu Bei was a terrible father. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're making me want to get back into Pokemon Conquest. <laughs> anyway, so Jeb, yeah. have you all played new video games yes. lately? I have been playing Cyber Dimension Neptunia for Goddesses Online. Oh boy. Wonderful. Uh, for those people who are not familiar with the Nepverse, Four Goddesses Online is within the the, the 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 within the universe in the games, uh Four Goddesses Online is the most popular role playing or MMO RPG in 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 the games universe. It is the the game within a game universe within a game, and um, yeah. in the recently released Cyber Dimension Neptunia, uh, the 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 cast of characters from the, the the Neptunia games have become beta testers for a new version of Four Goddesses Online, and so um, you play as the characters who are playing themselves in the role playing <laughs> game, and uh, you do very basic. MMO stuff. You go to a you go to a, a battle area. You go to a dungeon. You kill monsters. You you harvest stuff. You turn in quests. Stuff like that. It's nothing nothing new. Nothing uh, nothing particularly of the ordinary in that front. Um, it has a multiplayer component, which is um, nobody's playing it because there aren't a whole lot of people who are. Um, it's not a huge market in the West. Um, um, they they make fun of Sword Art Online a lot. Good, okay, yep, that's definitely a plus. There are, well, uh, there are... So far, I've encountered two characters who are uh, Kiridos. <laughs> <laughs> One of them is the rival character. Her name is Kiria, and there is an MP, a minor NPC named Credo, who all have the long <laughs> black jacket and the, the sword and the... <laughs> they're they are very much uh, riffing on Kirito. Um, Kirito is a lot less awful when that particular character is now a lesbian. <laughs> because it's it's Neptunia, everyone is gay. Yeah. And um there is uh there was a, a plot point that I found just today that <clears throat> I don't think anybody listening to this gives a shit about Cyber Dimension Neptunia spoilers. I I don't think so. Um there's a warning if there's you do. a warning right here if you do. It's a little bit. Um, there will probably be laughing after, 
So, uh, you know, 10 seconds, 15, 15 seconds, 15 seconds is good. Um, all right. Uh, Kiri, your time starts now. Kiria and her girlfriend, uh, they, they're using a cheating tool to, to do, to fight monsters better. And they fuse, fuse into their fursona, which is called cheetah. And it's a badly drawn cheetah fursona. <laughs> That's terrible. It's wonderfully awful. And then the the cast spend the next uh, couple minutes just laughing at how stupid it is. <laughs> <laughs> but well, it does continue nep- uh, the Neptunius. Oh, uh, well, nobody can hear me if I say spoiler warning over. But um, <laughs> they've already passed it. Um, yeah, it continues Nep- Neptunius series' wonderful uh, tradition of being incredibly sincere. It's so nice to not be cynical for once. <laughs> I did not know that was particularly associated with Neptunia. That's People cool. listen to me; they would know that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it loves the fact that the, the Neptunia series as a whole loves the fact that video games are trash. Ah. Well, you know, it, uh, satire has to come from a place of love. Well, it's it can good come satire. from a place of well, well, some good satire comes from a place of hate, but it runs out of the tank real fast. Anyway, one of the one of the major lessons that a that a character learns is that no, really, it's cool that she likes Mecca. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, with that discussion of video games done, yeah. Do we have any letters? I have a letter. Oh. Oh, hey, cool. It's amazing. Someone sent me a letter. I, just, I, no, I have no idea how it got here. No, no one sent No one sent me like, a letter this week. Like, so there was a, I, I, like there was this bottle outside of my apartment. There's this letter inside it. And it says, huh. <clears throat> Dear DLC, I am an ambitious young entrepreneur with a successful startup in the field of acquisitions. I have a solid and loyal team, and I just know that we're going to make a real splash soon. Recently, however, my biological father has gotten in touch with me and expects me to enter into the family business. It is supposedly a major increase in responsibility, and I'd certainly have more people underneath me in the long run, but I'm worried about the lack of freedom that accepting this position would entail. And while I understand how much everyone is trying to stay afloat these days, I just don't see why I have to be the one to acquiesce to the situation. Sincerely, for sale. Hmm. Hmm. Well, look, I... I don't know the circumstances about your biological father not being part of your life. Um, yeah, that sounds a bit messy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to assume that I have to assume off. that uh, they haven't been a part of their life for quite some time. If because it seems to be yeah, rather they, they, blue. right. Yeah, especially especially because of the word choice of biological father. That's a like don't don't get me wrong. That's a the distancing you know. kind of term. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not a, it's not an acrimonious term, but it's certainly not a close term. Uh, um. So I guess I guess my my advice on this front would be that it's up to you to make choices about how to live your best life about the things that matter to you uh, for sale um, because in the end um, while this offer is there you're not necessarily obligated to take it mm-hmm. obviously without any greater insight into your actual personal situation I don't I don't know if I've got anything particularly useful to say i mean well, uh I, is, i'm gonna guess there's a nautical theme going on here. is there uh like is like it sounds like that uh, this person is dealing is kind of battling with the idea that 
uh, you know, that responsibility versus their own ambition. Yeah, yeah. And which which do you personally think would be more important? Yeah, I mean, and that that is a totally real thing. Is it, I mean, I, I don't really think it is your responsibility at that point. Like, uh, a family business is you you can't be expected to just do that because it's there, you know. Uh, I I think you have to. You can't let other people make your decisions for you. You have to do the thing that you want to do. And hmm. as for what, so uh, as I, for what I was uh, thinking on this matter, yeah, yeah. it's um, I, I tend to to lean the same way that um, doing what's best for yourself is absolutely the most important thing. Um, I don't think it's it's necessarily right to to have that expectation thrust on them because that is that exactly. is what they say. That is what they specifically say is that their father expects them to enter the family business. Yeah. Yeah. As if there's some degree of obligation. Right. And if they are and if they are somewhat distant, as it sounds like, it's it's not okay to to just, you know, appear in your kid's life again and have that expectation I mean, to of To me them. it sounds like they're they're like worlds apart. Mm. It really does, yeah. And it sounds mm. like they are their their father is really expecting expecting them to be someone they're just not. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, uh, does, does anyone have us anything else, anything more to add? Um, no, I, I think we've covered it pretty well. All right. Okay. In which case, we, we uh, hope that's helpful for sale. Mm-hmm. Hope that's useful to you, mm-hmm. yeah. And now. What's the, what's the protocol for? I have no idea. I, I am dying to know. I have not a clue. <laughs> well, I thought I put enough hints in there. Come on. <laughs> I, I, I know her see somehow, but so so here's the problem. I feel like I should get it, but I think that if I guessed, it would be just guessing. I don't think I know this, really, and I don't want to sit here going, "Oh no, no, the hold up, hold up, I got it, I got it." Na- in the name, is it Ferris? No, close. Damn, damn. It's. I called them for sale. No, I, I, I I'm not for catching it. Sale. It's Tetra. Oh, uh, pick the boy who's never finished Wind Waker. Oh, that Tetra. <laughs> yeah, you know, shoved, shoved under the, shoved under the fucking sea and stuck in a fridge. Uh, yeah, four sounds like three. Four sounds like three. <laughs> I think you find it often doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, no, that that was a good one. That was a very good one. <laughs> well, then we were absolutely totally right. You should not listen to him. He's a douche. Yes. <laughs> what a poop lord. All right, then. Now, time for a very special and very sad retro gaming news. And now it's time for retro gaming news. All the news is fit to print for the month of November 2010. In the arms of the angels... <laughs> 2010, if you cast your mind back seven years ago, it was a period where we had the Wii, the DS, the PS3, the Xbox 360, and at the time, still effort being made into the PSP. There were also titles being released on the PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. So it was that kind of really nice overlap, all right? Mm-hmm. And in that period, out came a peripheral, a peripheral that now has been officially discontinued oh. and concluded. Rest in peace, Connect. Yeah. Yes. The Connect. So now, ambitious. I know the. Well, 
this point was made better by other sources on this front, but the Kinect as a actual piece of technological hardware wound up making a lot of good impact in the mm-hmm. world. It's been used uh, by surgeons. It's been used uh, for, for a whole bunch of different therapeutic games. It, it Apparently, the technology underpinning it is now owned by Apple, and they are using it to make um, cybernetic money. limbs. Well, yeah, money. also money. It was, of course, <laughs> prominently featured in, in uh, Paranormal Activity 3. Yeah. Track Ghosts. <laughs> so it's a movie star. Which was the funniest fucking thing, yeah. let me tell you. <laughs> so, is picking up ghosts because you, you, have you ever seen the footage of the the the, the feedback that Connect gives you, where people are represented by like a bunch no. of fucking dots? No, no. We're we're Australians. We've never seen a Connect. Well, okay. The feedback there's a bunch of green fucking dots that represent the person that the people that it's capturing, right? So in Paranormal right. Activity, they show the Connect footage, and it's this, this fucking blob of green dots moving everywhere. It's amazing. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> all right. So here's here's the thing. All right, I'm not going to try and run you through the whole list. But I mean, if I just go over to my shelf, I have like you half name, of them. Can you name a single launch title? Connect Adventures from the Connect. Does this come? Is yes, Connect Adventures is the first in the list. Fox. Do you have any guess uh, at all about anything they put on the Connect? Not Nintendogs. Yes, Connectimals. Connectimals. Yes. Yeah, okay, you, you in fact you two just named the two best selling ones. <laughs> I knew its name. I just didn't want to, to give it fair, any respect. To be fair, Connect Adventures was a pa- was the pack in game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the best seller in the same way that Wii Sports is the best seller. But here's here's the, the thing I love about this. Even here. We have tie-in hell. <laughs> oh, yes. The launch titles for the Kinect included four franchise games. One of them's not really a franchise as you and I would understand it, but it's still there, and I kind of love that. Do any of them especially make sense as a Kinect game? Like, do, oh, do any God, of no. the but- properties lend themselves to a virtual reality like that? All right, so... <clears throat> One of the franchises is the Zumba line. That makes sense. And like, yeah, dancing. Like Z- Zumba is dance aerobics. Zumba is not something you necessarily think of as like a gaming franchise, but there are like thirty Zumba games. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, I did, was Zumba a thing before this? I have only ever heard of it since it came out. I, on I the heard week. about it before that, but. <laughs> Um, I assume yeah, Dance yeah, Central it was, is. It was one of those. Is, was Dance Central? Dance Central is one of the. Yep, Dance Central was a launch title. The other two franchise tie-ins are actually like one of them is a really important movie franchise, and the other is almost the most gaming franchise that exists. Wait a minute! This Dance Central was a franchise thing. It was one yeah. of the four. Yeah. What the hell is Dance Central? Dance Central. Is a franchise dance about dancing. There are a lot of them. I mean, yeah. Okay. I guess I asked for that. What has it been on? Uh, amongst what was other it things, tying in with? Central came out for the PS4 move. Yep. There was also. Oh no! An oh, iPhone. okay. I, I understand. Fox, Fox is talking about what's it tie Where did it come into? from? Because uh, oh, first, oh, okay, yeah. you said tie-ins. Tie-in hell. Yeah. Uh, dance Central is a Dance Central evolved out of a TV music channel. It oh, like a Rubik's Us style, right? Apparently so. It. Uh, I, I don't know the channel because I don't have American cable, but that's where it supposedly came from. There's also 
I, I, I there's a reality show tie-in as well, but I didn't really consider it a franchise because. Oh, dear God, tell me they made like a Big Brother game where you had to sit in front of the Connect and do like confessional style. No, there no, that's nearly perfectly horrid. Sorry, what was that? It was a high school musical game, wasn't it? Uh, I thought they were the all on the Wii. Not in the launch wrap up. Okay. No, Big Brother would not be degrading enough. No, uh, biggest loser. It's the biggest loser ultimate uh. workout. <laughs> you know what? I'm seeing a theme here. Mmm. I I don't know what the biggest loser is like in the United States, but here in Australia, it's uh, we treat people it's treat awfully. fat people like shit. Is is what it is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's, yep. Uh... yep. Good, good. 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 That they keep true to the formula yeah. here. I guess. <laughs> Fucking people like shit until they till they till they 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 their crash diet crashes. Well, knocks a bunch of weight off them, and then once that's stopped, cast them out on their own with no assistance, and then the health problems come back in after making them feel like it was their fault. Yeah, we we apparently uh... we we took the biggest loser to the next step in Australia, where we fat shamed entire towns. We got everyone in the town to come out and weigh themselves and went, this entire town is this much overweight. You've all got to lose weight. And this included children. Yay. Yeah, the uh, the one majority of an episode I saw of that show, uh, under duress at my parents' house, by the way, uh, never, ever by choice, uh, was the the interview episode where they try and get people to be on the show and it was... it. It was absolutely just, let's see how long we have to keep this camera on a fat person before we see them cry. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, just... Mm. And then, oh, it's inspirational. Look, look, they're crying. Oh, they feel so bad about this, but they can change everything by being on our show. Wow, it's kind of weird how many of these people are poor. Anyway... <laughs> that sure makes me really, really angry. Still, there is... Another pair of tie-ins, uh, again, one from a movie franchise that is almost like, at this point, one of the most important movie franchises that exists, and wait, one which wait, is wait. a very video game franchise. Wait, positivity. I want to inject some sunshine back into this. Yes. Uh, speaking as a giant fat person, I'm cool, and fuck them. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, two more tie-ins. Come on. Can, can, can you name the most video or game of tie-ins? I the Star Wars or the game movie? was out at launch. No, no. Um, though, though to be fair, I you know given what I said, I can definitely see someone taking the idea that Star Wars is one of the most important movie franchises. I mean, Star Wars could fit either of those descriptions. Yeah, <laughs> but in this case, uh, this movie is a much more recent movie movie franchise, and it has had about as big an impact on the way movies get made as Star Wars did in the Avatar? 70s. Oh God, no, no, um... no! Popular franchise, oh, right? Franchise, yeah. Multiple <laughs> movies. Because that was, um, I God, is this a Transformers game? No, no, no. Uh, Harry Potter okay. and the Deathly Hallows. Oh, yeah, oh, that. One, the video that actually okay. honestly looked kind of interesting because, yeah. like, yeah, okay, that was the that was the. You had to like gesture with the wand. Yeah, you? you had to gesture with your hand to do the spells when you were playing Harry Potter Cures of War. <laughs> <laughs> Very oh, weird. Did this involve like wand combat and hiding behind? <laughs> yes, cover? yes. yes. Oh dear! Oh dear! It had, it had fatalities, <laughs> like takedown kills. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just because it's Harry Potter, it's like you cut to the side animation of watching Harry Potter bring the wand down on someone, like a giant sparkle of green energy, and, and then the other person was gone. I'm like, why did we do Wait, this? what, green energy? <laughs> did you say green? Are you sure? Like, cu- no, I'm not sure about the color. <laughs> Some energy. Because All I right. Think so Armus is red and green is is a Vada Cadaver. It it probably is. Yes, I'm not, yes. I'm... Twenty points from Griffledonks. <laughs> to be fair, Jeb is one of the most Gryffindor friends I have. I'm Hufflepuff, <laughs> motherfucker. No, sorry, Hufflepuff. That's it. That's I it. am one of the most mixed Gryffindor up friends you have. Yeah, <laughs> Slytherin, evil and know it. Anyway, uh, finally, what this this video game franchise? They've done everything. They've tried everything. But it can't be Mario, it's Connect. <laughs> it's Connect, yes, so it's not Mario. Who is Mario Vintage that would sell themselves to the Connect? <laughs> Mario Vintage. Uh, um well yeah, um I mean I hadn't thought about it, but uh Sonic is uh is on the Xbox in this era, isn't he? Yes. <laughs> Sonic Freeriders. Yeah. Oh boy! <laughs> it's Sonic. It's always Sonic. Oh. It's always Sonic. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, Sonic Freeriders was the one that um, you're supposed to like lean and stuff. No, no, that was the that was the one that was supposed to be like um, like hoverboards. Yes. You're supposed to stand side- I, wasn't that Riders though? Wasn't that just Riders? Basically, yes. But or did they remake it with motion? They remade it with 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 wiggle controls. You had to like move your back up and down to to lean, and it didn't fucking work at oh, all. Fucking course they did. <laughs> didn't. Which was also, by the way, a huge access problem because the game was designed for a very specific narrow band of playtesters, which meant if you were particularly tall or particularly heavy. It didn't do a good job of recognizing oh, your movement. Boy. I mean, that was a problem with the Kinect to begin with, anyways. Mm. To say nothing of the difficulty it had recognizing when I rotate the bizarre ball on socket joint at the base of my tailbone. <laughs> the the saddest thing is Sonic in snowboard aesthetic. It's perfect. He he looks perfect. Shut it's, up, you. It's totally him. I want. I wanted this game to be good because I wanted to see Big the Cat on a snowboard, and, and I'm, I'm not even making fun because no, that would be awesome. Like how cool? Because <laughs> because one of, one of the things with this whole level of, of oscillating sports, right? Like th- there is there is basically a genre of sport where momentum plays a big part and knowing your body plays a big part. So you can see like. If you if you go on like Instagram and go looking for um, Japanese board riding and Japanese uh, snowboarding, you get these really small Japanese girls, sometimes like 14, 15 years old, doing these amazing tricks because they're so small and they can bunch down tight on the board and get a whole different range of effects. And then you could go to Brazilian uh, style stuff and you see these guys who are quite big and quite heavy doing equally amazing things because they are able to use their entire body to control the momentum and it's just such a wonderfully equalizing sport in that Damn front that you actually and, think this kind of cool screw you and free riders were like yeah we're just gonna make you know sonic tails the gator uh amy rouge the yep. worst part here is that i'm sitting here going kind of yeah totally because like the one thing i learned very quickly <laughs> Uh, when I first started skiing, like the first couple of times I went, I was a very small yeah. kid, but I was a very heavy kid because I've always still been a munchlax. <laughs> 
And, uh, yeah, I, I could go, like, stink for exactly you this could, reason. You, 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 you yeah, can yeah, go really fast example. when you're skiing, but I always had trouble with stopping. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, particularly if you are small and yes. heavy. Yeah. The, the, the point is that the, the, that kind of game lends itself to a whole range of different physicalities, creating different play experiences, and then you have the connect which allowed you to translate a physicality directly into the game. Mm. Sonic Freeriders had potential to be fucking amazing. Well, yeah, but it was also a Sonic tie-in. At that point with that development budget, yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, There's some, like, Mario, every time they do a tie-in, it is at least interesting, if not excellent. Mm -hmm. Pokemon, every time they do some kind of weird spin-off, somehow it turns out really well. Sonic... Uh, mm. Look, I mean, there's that one racing game that everyone says is real good. And it is. I I watched recently a video by Innuendo Media on YouTube, and I, I guess this is a side plug, and I hope that Innuendo Media don't, like, you know, eat cats or something horrible like that. But <laughs> just, just one video uh, called It's Not Easy Being Blue, and the premise of the video is Sonic has tried everything. <laughs> to try and find what sticks. And there's a certain degree of sympathy I can have for a, for a guy who's just trying to make people happy and is trying everything. <laughs> Especially because everyone used to like him so much. I do again yeah, now. And, so. and, and he has, like, yeah, and, and has, like, this giant spread of audiences, of, like, so many different audiences that all care about one particular interpretation. <laughs> Like, there there are people who are Sonic fans, who have been Sonic fans their entire life, who have never played a 2D Sonic. Yeah, but, I mean... That's weird, isn't it? They don't really know. I mean, they might now, <laughs> but Sonic Mania's out. Yeah. I hope yeah. so. That Sonic Mania trailer is still, like... That That thing is going to be one of the things that sticks in my head over the course of the, of, of the coming years. Like, that, just that trailer as a promise... <laughs> And then delivering on it. Yeah, it it was profoundly well chosen because it really was just a, an absolute statement of purpose of no, we're going to make it. This is going to be just like what you always wanted out of that. Look, if you had gotten a two D Sonic on the Saturday, it would have been this. <laughs> Christ! <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I, yeah, I mean, just just the fact that we have outside of the full length anime, which I mean, that is what it is. <laughs> but aside from that, we have about you know uh, two minutes of video in that style at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and once again, as is natural, the downloadable concept podcast becomes about Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> One of the few things we can all talk about. Look, it's it's by the part way part of our brand. It was not as, despite the fact that the Kinect came out, that's not to say that like, oh, well, look at, look at the, uh, Microsoft just hacking it all up with the launch of their Kinect. Because at the same time, in this month, there was also the launch of James Bond 007 Bloodstone, the NDS exclusive Penguins of Madagascar. Oh boy, it's an exclusive. Three different Beyblade games. Let it rip. And, Wonderfully, and I know we've mentioned it before, the Rankin Bass Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer for the Wii. Praise the sun. 
Stop teasing Jeb with that, Talon. Someday. <laughs> well, someday. Well, I've, I've, uh, the other thing about the uh, the Sonic Freeriders that that just came up while I was doing this research. Uh, did you know I got action figures? No, no, no I didn't. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Sonic Sonic Freeriders got action figures that were uh, that, that were multiple points of articulation, quite detailed, removable costume parts. Is, yes. It wasn't um, a shitty action figure. Now, it was, in fact, definitely not a shitty action figure because now they're commanding prices of forty-five to one hundred and seventy-nine dollars mint on charge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time to start looking for yard Run sales. Away. Time to start looking for yard sales. <laughs> now, now here's here's the real horror show thing about all this. If you make an action figure of a Sonic the Hedgehog character, who are you aiming it at? Like when Me. you think about it, who do you want to buy this? Well, yes, <laughs> right. And and you're not likely to, for example, chuck an action figure of yours around the room. Excuse me? Well, no, but if it is an action Excuse figure, me? you have to drop test it because some children are going to get it. Yes, these toys are rated four and up, but they have not been drop tested. <laughs> they haven't done that? Oh, which is oh. why oh no. Mint, which is why mint conditions are extremely rare and extremely expensive. <laughs> tails, two tails, are fit on a very delicate ball and socket joint. <laughs> So and snap off very easily. So incredibly, 2010 Sonic, <laughs> isn't it? Just? It really is. Also, that that's almost a perfect callback to my earlier comment. <laughs> they have removable soft rubber goggles on tie on, on tails. No, oh, like the, the actual strap stretches, so you can fit it over the head properly. Mm-hmm. And the tails snap off if you turn them too fast. <laughs> Which is well, exactly what those, a kid will do. Can't imagine those rubber goggles are especially uh, durable <laughs> either. Frankly, I bet that band loses the elastic. Oh yeah, in a heartbeat. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. yeah, um, <sighs> it, yeah. It, it's it's wonderful and at the same time sad. Like, like there is a lot of articulation on this toy. <laughs> oh, oh oh oh! Listen up, listen up. I just I just want you to imagine images of these. Just panning past in a slideshow style. <laughs> All around me are familiar faces. And uh, what was our theme for this retro gaming news? <laughs> in the arms of an angel. <laughs> okay, you said arms of an angel, and you said arms of the angels. So you're both wrong, probably because neither of you is a teenage girl who owned all Sarah McLaughlin's albums. I thought and it- which of us is truly the monster? <laughs> which one do you shoot? Which one do you shoot? <laughs> I've heard of shame, but I've never found a use for it. <laughs> but yeah, that that is a thing that exists, and you can own it for seventy bucks. <laughs> Oh shit! Well, has... the action figures of the game. Was that? Well, specifically, Jeb can own it because it won't ship to Australia because it's considered <laughs> precious. <laughs> Fucking contraband! <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> it's too dangerous for Australia. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
All right, all right, all right. Okay, kids. That's that's a podcast. I think. <sighs> all right then. Thank you very much for listening to this. Cheetah. <laughs> Yeah, we're not, we're not we're not getting past this. Uh, that was Jeb. That was Fox, I think. <laughs> and I was telling. Let's tell it. <laughs> thank you, patrons. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Patreon patrons. Thank you so much for helping us do this. This is. We will find some way to cure Fox before the next episode. <laughs> In the arms of the age.